0: Hello everyone, this is Akaita. As part of this drop, I wanted to introduce somebody new to the space. Although new, with a ton of experience, he's an award-winning creative director with 20 years of experience in a broad range of creative media, including digital, animation, branding, print, filmmaking, and concept art. Without further ado, let's talk to an artist that goes by the name of Mankind. Hey man, thank you for joining me as part of this curated drop. Your work is a personal favorite, And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the nifty Gateway Collector Base reacts to your drop.
1: Me too. Excited.
0: Okay, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm also a bit intrigued about your choice of artist name. Why don't we start there?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, I've sort of been in the creative industry over 20 years now. Uh, I've had a background in... Art directing for branding, digital and, and advertising studios. Uh, I've always had an interest in visuals and creative thinking so I feel like I've, I've always been uh, doing this my whole life. Uh, a, a bit of a background to the, the pseudonym or the handle I, I go by on Instagram. Um, sort of a few years ago in 2017, I had a a near-death experience concerning my health and following that, the year following, I had a pretty decent mental struggle with uh, sort of a midlife existential crisis. And to helping me through that, during that, I found a book by Leo Tolstoy called A Confession. And reading that, he sort of echoed my struggles at the time. And he found himself asking since death was inevitable, what's the meaning of life? Um, and they really resonated with me at the time. And so I still have days I struggle, but coming out of the other end of all of that, I sort of, I now know that the struggle is worth the fight because the answer I found was hope. Um, so those sort of unexpected results and the sort of unknown potential that is possible is what drove me to start creating again, because I'd stopped for quite a long time. Uh, and that's, There was story. uh, One of a particular particular story in the confession was one called the reality of mankind, Uh, and so that's where I got uh, mankind the handle from. um, And I started a new Instagram page called Mankind, and it was all about posting every day my my discoveries and my learnings and trying to share what I was uh, visually what I was trying to explore. And at, the, and at the time that was a lot of 3D, a lot of digital art, um, and sort of the, the, those same underlying emotions are still what drives me now to explore different creative frontiers every day.
0: Very interesting. So it seems like you went through a journey of seeking answers and something very positive came out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm you know, thankful for everything that, that I've gone through. Um, I'm sure for many artists it's the same, but they go through their own personal journeys with whatever they're trying to create. Um, and that's important to go through and to, to, to make your way through it and come out the other side. And you always learn something. You know, you, you win know you learn.
0: Hey, man, so how I learned about you is because now that anybody tokenizes a skull, it finds its way to me. I'm not sure how I became the skull guy, but it is what it is. And you tokenized one specific school. I think it was your first artwork on Super Rare, which is Strawberries and Cream, I believe it's the name, uh, the piece that Matt Cain owns. And coincidentally, around the same time, you reached out for a trade. So I went to your website and I saw your visual diary, which was incredible. I was fascinated with it. I immediately liked a couple of more of the muted styles, heavy texture busts, I remember. And then you have a, a more funny side, which is one specific piece that I'm thinking about is a balloon with a heart and a paperweight on the bottom. And as an artist, it's really hard to maintain such a wide variety of styles and still be effective and maintain the same quality, but you're able to pull it through.
1: I uh, appreciate it. Look, look, I sometimes get jealous of artists or designers that have a particular Style or, or theme, you, you know, you look at one person, uh, and you like that's the kind of art that they make. They don't make anything else. It's just, you know, uh, I'm and I've I've rationalised with myself that I'm not that kind of artist. My art is about discovery and exploring. So if I'm trying to explore a particular idea, I I go in that direction hundred percent, and that could be, you know you're referencing probably the instagram post i've got some on there which are stupid puppets you know miming to things i've got uh um cute uh sort of anime 3d character style things uh, uh, and then i've got other more darker uh landscapes and c- cyberpunk type of stuff uh, so when I decide I'm going to explore something, I, I tend to sort of riff on that for a few weeks at a time, and then my focus shifts. And uh, sometimes it's not even visually based. I, you know, I, I learned how to code Python last year to do a particular project I was trying to do. Uh, so if I'm if I'm not growing and learning and exploring, then I don't feel like I'm doing good enough and so i want to share all of that as well so that's what you know i've got a youtube channel for and i put some tutorials out there but i also have a number of videos which talk about why what like why to make things continually why you know draw a line and get started on your art every day even if it's not going to be shared with other people it, just to, to to learn and to grow for your own sake as a person.
0: I agree 100% with what you say, because I, I look at my early work, man, I, I want to burn it all, like the, especially the first 20 pieces. I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, I don't know how people trusted in me. But that led to where I am right now. So right now, I I don't overspend time trying to make it uh, squiggle or move or make it funny or over-processed, I fall in love with certain textures, I fall in love with certain lights and reflections, I know when to stop. But I would have not gotten to the point that I'm at right now if I hadn't explored and made the mistakes that I made in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. M- mistakes are all part of it. And and even though I don't say I have a particular style, I definitely find I have themes coming through in my art all the time. Uh, it, it's, all, it's always like um, this these themes of the balance of light and dark of life and death or mystery and control. It's whenever I'm doing something that always comes through. And the idea, like you said, of making mistakes, uh, I've got a lot of pieces where I like, I've start with a, uh, for for instance, some of my popular pieces I've got of uh, hands that have these paint poured um, things over them. And they started with a physical organic paint pouring process and that's sort of chaotic and uncontrollable and I, I don't know what's going to happen and what's going to come out of that and I photograph those and then I place them on these hands which are generated in 3D which is really controlled and technical and you control the lighting and so it's the the mixture of those two which in that particular piece or stage I was going through, which is what I was exploring, the the sort of the chaos and the control and the the putting those two together. And so mistakes are just as important as the successes you have.
0: Absolutely. And then with your background and experience, what made tokenizing art the logical next step for you?
1: Uh, In 2014, I think is when I first got into Bitcoin. And I heard about um, crypto, uh, and I, you know, I, I made my first endeavours into into it. It was pretty limited at the stage. You know, for, bought my first Bitcoin, and and I and I sort of forgot about it for a few years. And then, I obviously, I rediscovered it in 2017 at the hype. You know, at the at the peak. And I have to admit, I slept on Ethereum for several years. Uh, so. Uh, and it was only until earlier this year, uh, around when COVID was starting, the sort of March, uh, that I started seeing hashtag crypto art appearing in my feed. And I thought, what? And then when I started looking into it, I was like, this is finally an easy way to for me to combine art and crypto. And two things I was interested in and I was like, I'm in. I was totally in. And then from there, I just started experimenting and discovering, you know, ERC-20 tokens and the benefits and, and, and how uh, they can all go together. So that's what sort of brought me into
0: the space. Very cool. So we followed a similar path in the sense that it was a bit of discovery, then understanding the issues that it solves in terms of provenance, in terms of traceability, in terms of digital ownership. With the added benefit of now being able to connect with your collector that in the physical space is very hard to do. And lucky enough, uh, the space is growing and then people with a lot of talent are coming in.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, w- when I first started looking at all the NFT uh, platforms out there and what they were solving and what the the blockchain and tokenizing uh, was, was solving, I immediately got it because I'd been I've been doing digital art my whole career, and being able to see firsthand how it solves the problems of ownership, and uh, you know, and and tra- and tracking uh, that art just just that one thing. There's many there's many benefits of it, but just that one thing of digital ownership is huge. It's a it's a game changer uh, because digital artists have never had that for the whole time the internet has existed, it, anyone has been able to reproduce or copy their their, their, their digital art and it is identical to the, the first one that they released. And there is no way of determining which one uh, is the sort of an authentic version of it. And, and, this, and this is a big step
0: towards, towards that. I agree 100%. So let's talk about your drop. You have three really cool pieces. Your first one is Open Window. What can you tell us about that particular one?
1: Sure. I I won't explain exactly what's happening in the piece. I'll let people see it for themselves. Uh, But it's the idea of mixing the unreal and the real uh, to create this unexpected mysteriously ghostly scene. Uh, And so it explores themes like I, I was talking about before which is there's a there's a playful element to it, but there's also a clearly um, mysterious element to it. Uh, it. It's one that is one of my more popular motion pieces on uh, on Instagram. It got featured in um, uh, an Instagram magazine called My Art Is Real. Uh, they have over a quarter of a million followers. Uh, so it's, it's been seen a, a little bit around the traps, but um, it's definitely one people sort of resonate with the sort of eeriness of it. And it, that sort of seems appropriate for uh, the, the Halloween period that we're, that we're releasing.
0: All right. Perfect. The next one down is window light. This one is a particular favorite of mine. Proportion wise, movement, everything satisfies my visual needs. What can you tell us about this one?
1: Uh, Yeah, so this was, um, it's a a reinterpretation. I've sort of updated the interpretation from another work that I had on Instagram that was featured in a magazine called Ignant. Um, They have over 800,000 followers. Uh, And it's about things constantly change. So there's there's this chaos of the wind blowing this cloth and then we have a, a, a changing light where we can see things differently. So we can't control the wind, we can't control what comes at us in life, but we can control how we perceive it. So the way we look at things, uh, what, what we believe drives what we perceive. That chaos is natural. How we uh, perceive it and how we shine a light on it and how we see it is, is important, how we perceive things. And
0: then the last one in the set is Lost Answer, which kind of follows the same theme, but then once you start seeing movement, and the music with it, um, it gives you a different perspective. What can you tell us about this one?
1: Yeah, so this is a bit more of a fun piece. It has a, a character dancing in it. Um, he sort of has projectile bling coming out of his body. Uh, and it's attached, it's, it's the first piece I've got where it's it's, it's got a song in it. So it's, it's, it's nice and upbeat. Uh, the song is called Lost Generation and it's by a, a music artist called Christian Patey. Uh, and I've done a lot of his cover art in the past and we've collaborated before, so I'm collaborating with him on this. Uh, so the, the once again, the juxtaposition of the idea or the song, if you listen to the song, it's called Lost Generation. And this character has got bling and he's just sort of carefree dancing throughout his life. And it, so it's, so we've called this one Lost Dancer, And it's a bit of a reflection on uh, the crypto crowd, actually. Um, You know, we're all sort of lost and we don't know what we're doing, but we're we're all, you know, wanting to, not all, but many of us are sort of a crypto Twitter anyway. They like to bling and show off and they like to meme and they like to to trash things and to uh, um, just dance their way through uh, life. Um, But all the while, you know, maybe they or we are the lost generation. So it's, it's, it's not that deep or meaningful, but there, there is that level of meaning behind it. Um, but it's a nice, fun, lighthearted uh, character dancing.
0: Excellent. And then are these all going to be available as editions? Ah, uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, all, all available as uh, limited editions. Uh, there's no one, I'm not releasing any one of ones, uh, all, all editions.
0: Okay, excellent. And how can people find you? How can they get in touch and keep up with the latest work to be produced?
1: Sure. So on Twitter, I'm Rhett, R-H-E-T-T. i am rhett ti was early enough in Twitter to be able to get my first name Uh, on Instagram, uh, the same, Uh, Rhett, all but my art uh, handle is Mankind, M-A-N-K-I-N-D. So it's just at Mankind on Instagram. And uh, you can find me on YouTube as well by uh, searching Uh, Rhett
0: Dashwood. All right, man. Thank you for your time and your trust. I'm really looking forward to this drop and I'm keen to see what collectors say about your pieces.
1: Sweet. Really looking forward to it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you.